Welcome back to the Kingdom Post YouTube channel and podcast with your hosts, Simone Thompson and Matt Avila. And welcome back to Teal and Steel, episode 7, week 7 of the NFL. We had the Pittsburgh Steelers play the Miami Dolphins in primetime. We did. Primetime game for the Steelers boys. And the Jags played the Giants, the 5-1 and one Giants, in Jacksonville at 1 p.m. But we're going to start off with your boys, as usual. Yeah, um... Yeah. It wasn't a great game to watch. No. Not going to lie. Um, very boring. It was very boring. And I'm not going to lie. You know, if, if you don't like the Steelers, there's not much of a reason. I had price picture. Right? Watch. Why? There was I'm okay on who. Let me hear who first. So, I have one regret. I had one on Tyreek Hill. Had it for his yards, not his receptions. His receptions line. Oh, my gosh. I feel like I just had a seizure. His receptions line was six and a half. Okay. He got seven receptions, so he would have hit that. His yardage line was 79 and a half. Okay. He got 72. Well, I mean, that's one of those ones that he could have gone either way. I know, I know that, obviously, now when you look at it. I was looking at the, the receptions, but I didn't hit that. You know how I am, though. I like the receptions a I lot. know. I know. I went Jalen Waddle over 60 and a half, but he had like 88, so that was an easy hit. And I had Pickens over 43 and a half. And Pickens had like 47. Yeah. So I would have hit. It was a three-legger. Missed it by seven yards. I didn't put any prize picks up this week. Really? Wait, didn't I do the I did the Thursday night game? Remember when I sent it to you and I won a hit? Yeah. And here he goes again, cooking I mean, up that prize Hey, picks. but that, that, that time, though, we spoke about it. Well, yeah, which, let's talk about it. I said I was going to put $30 on the teal and steel picks. It would have hit. I didn't do it. And I'm I did. Disappointed. And yeah, I did. And I I'm did. very disappointed because I felt good about it. I yeah, like, it was the Camara over reception. Yeah, and the Hopkins. Hopkins over receiving yards. That was it. Yeah, that's it. It was just the two leggers that we we cooked up, and it hit. Which we gotta look at the price picks for Thursday. I got my phone this time because it doesn't export videos quickly. <laughs> so now we got three different phones running, but we gotta check those price picks soon. But let's talk about the game. Let's break down the game yeah. a little bit. So I mean, I did watch a little bit of the game. I did unfortunately end up going to the fair. So actually, I didn't really. Unfortunately. Win. Well, fortunately, because even though I had fun, I had fun at the fair. But at the same time, how many times are my Steelers on prime time? And Not as much course, as the Broncos. <laughs> but of course, the one time I'm, I'm I have plans. I, I can't watch my Steelers. But it was probably a good. I think probably a good thing I didn't watch it. But it wasn't bad. I mean, Kenny Pickett looked okay. Um, he looked young in this game. Um, didn't really play a great game. Nobody really played a really great game. The only person that really went off was. Was Pickens really? Um, defense actually did their thing. Defense did their thing. They held the offense to what sixteen points. Yeah, that that should be a win against that kind of offense with those type of weapons. That that should be a win. But unfortunately, our offense is just it's horrid. Like it's bad, and it's probably going to stay that way until around maybe the end of the year. Maybe when Pickett kind of comes at it a little bit, and when Najee can get going a little bit. Speaking of Najee, he looked good. He did look good, man. It's, it's just it's just hard. Fresh. Hard for him. Yeah. Not for every, him, but because every yard is earned, not given <laughs> behind that offensive line. Yeah, he's a, he's getting like three three yards per carry or something like that, three and a half. And, I feel and he's working really for all about it. Yeah. He's working hard for those three and a half. That's not on him. That's just the line. Yeah. Um so yeah, this year, I mean, I'm gonna say this pretty much every week. Doesn't look great, but hopefully there's some good good things happening in the future. Um but your jacks. Oh, yeah. Oh. Really, that New York Giants, boy. What is going on over there in New York? What is happening? So I have a tape that I know my league mates don't watch this, but I've been announcing this since the beginning of the year. Daniel Jones, if he was more coordinated, 
is Lamar Jackson. If he wasn't stumbling over his feet when he runs, he is Lamar. That man be hauling. Trust me. Boy had 88 rushing yards or 91, 91 rushing yards last week. Can I trust you? Hey, bro. Just watch the tape. In your put, watch, put the tape side by side. One's going to look a little bit quicker. One's going to look a little bit more natural running the ball. But put them side by side. You know how many yards Daniel Jones is on pace to have rushing-wise this year? Okay. Pretty much. 891. That's Lamar Jackson numbers. Okay. I'm just saying. At 6-1, and one, which, spoiler alert, the Jags lost. Big to-do. We got up again. Looked good. Offense was moving the ball. Travis Etienne, which I have a whole spiel on Travis. So I'm super excited. But Travis Etienne looked good. Finally got his first career rushing touchdown. And we find a way to what lose. Minute. Again. We find a way to lose again. I still don't even understand at what point of the game we threw it away. We did have the Travis Etienne fumble in the end zone. Like he was rushing. We were in the red zone. He was two yards out, fighting for a little bit more yardage. Fumble. Gave the ball back to the to the Giants. We're up 11-8 at the time. That could have easily been 18 to 8. He fumbled, or at minimum 14 to 8. So leaving points on the board. Um, the defense got back to, you know, getting the ball turned over a bit. But we get beat by Darius Slayton, Wandell Robinson, and of course Saquon had over 100 rushing yards. So I don't know. I feel like as a young team, they just keep finding ways to lose games. And I and don't I, know where to stand on that one. I mean, that's the thing. is Me, me and your team is, is looking kind of similar right now. I think your team looks a little more polished and look a little better. Um, but we're kind of in the same boat. You know, we're a young team. We have opportunities to win. I mean, my Steelers, that was a winnable game right there. Um, and neither one of us were able to pull it out. It's just it's just the thing that we're young. You know, Kenny Pickett's young. I think young. you guys have more of an excuse, though. I, I would agree. invested would agree. in the weapons and the defense – and the offensive lines are so shot, there's not enough time for Kenny. Our offensive line has performed above what we expected. It's just we keep finding ways to lose close games. We get up ahead, and we allow teams back in. Especially when y'all started so so hot. Yeah. Y'all were looking really good, so the expectations were already there. And that could have also been another reason why y'all have been struggling. I mean, it's been a while since Jacksonville really has any yeah, expectations. Yeah. Um, like the last time was, what, 2017? And then before that, when... So they're not really used to it. So they might be, it's going to be taking some growing pains, and Trevor Lawrence is still young. Um, Which he didn't really make many mistakes this week either. So we've had a couple clean weeks, um, a couple overthrows here and there, but those are expected. Still struggling to find that number one wide receiver on the offense. Yeah. I was about Kirk to say, had like, a better day. but Christian Kirk played pretty well, yeah. um, but he is showing that number one isn't his thing. No. And y'all really do need a number one. Or maybe at least somebody the opposite of Christian Kirk. So... Like a one A one B type, so somebody split. you know, somebody taller that can go up and get those uh those jump balls. And we mentioned it last week. I think we even mentioned the week before that. And it's still gonna be something that's gonna be reoccurring until they decide to either trade or they pick somebody up next year in the draft. You so. know who I'd be okay with? Just off topic a little bit, who? which we just did a deal with this team, Elijah Moore. I'd be one hundred percent okay. Elijah Moore is a great. For Elijah Moore. I think Elijah Moore is a great talent. You know, you know me. I was high on yeah. Elijah Moore coming into this year, and unfortunately, he hasn't really done anything. And now he's at that point where he's he wants out. He checked out. Which so, I am concerned for a second year receiver in, a, in an offense that's trying to find itself. Yeah. After know. not really, you know, you're switched between quarterbacks this year, and in the span of what 
was it week six? Yeah, six weeks. We're asking, we're asking out. When your team's winning, you guys are at that time. They were, I think, four and one going into the week. I think they're what five? No, they were four, three and two, and they ended up four they, and two. They weren't being the Jets. Yeah, they they were better than that. So they're they're winning games, and you're kind of frustrated with your role. And I understand from a production standpoint wanting to be able to put up stats and stuff like that. Your team is winning. You're on the field over 70% of the snaps. Yep. I don't know. Like, I get it. There's frustration, but you're winning, you know? From a time standpoint, I want him in the locker room, but I'm a little bit concerned if Jags would be a good locker room for him if he's already upset in that situation. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Um, It is a bad sign, in my opinion. I agree with you. Um, Wanting outs when your team is winning, I get the production might be a little low, um, but... To sit out, and that wasn't his decision. I think it was Salah. Salah said, "Is it? He's not in the right mindset right now. We're just going to sit him. Let's just be safe with it." So I don't think it was even Elijah Moore's decision to really sit, but it was his decision to one out. And that to me is kind of concerning. Team that's winning, doing well, young pieces around you. You know that it's not going to look amazing right now, but imagine in a year or two, who knows? So it makes me think that maybe something happened. You know, does yeah? Was maybe the Garrett Wilson draft pick? Did that really upset him? It's possible. It's possible. Maybe he thought he was that guy. And, and they went they out and got that guy. They got. They went out and they got that guy. Maybe they, he has problems with Zach Wilson. Who knows? So, But it is concerning. But I do think since we don't know a lot about it and we don't really have any reason to, to shame on him too much, I think that even though it's not exactly what I think y'all would want to look for over in the Jags, I still think it'd be a great pickup for y'all. Especially if y'all can get him for a start. He immediately I, starts. Yeah, I think he could be a good... He'd be a good starter, young player. Um, I don't know. If, would you consider Elijah Moore a good number one? Mm, no. But you have really good twos. You'd have Christian Kirk and Elijah Moore on the field at all times, and I feel like you could utilize both their skill sets pretty well. Isaiah Jones isn't – he's not a scrub. No, but he's a good yeah. – again, he's a, he's a good tertiary piece instead of like a secondary piece. And then you got Marvin Jones Jr. who has one or two plays a game, but we, we shouldn't really be forcing him – to be in a in a role where he has to be producing for us to win. That's that's the thing. But speaking of the trade we already had with the Jets, James Robinson, the fan favorite, the RB1 for the first two weeks for us. For us. I was on this podcast kind of like beating the drum that he does not look as good as the fantasy stats show. There's one big play here or touchdowns there, but from running the ball, he looks like he runs a little bit slower. True. Does not have the burst. Yards per touch quite low, right? And we've seen Travis Etienne before this week, back-to-back weeks. Multiple 20-yard gains. Looks explosive. Finds the hole, right? The Jags made their decision this week. They trade James Robinson for a sixth-round pick that could conditionally turn into a fifth-round pick, I think. Um, And they give the backfield over to Etienne. James Robinson had zero carries this week. So he went from like a 40 Six percent touch last week to zero this week. Yeah, they kind of so, saw what they needed to see. I think, and I'm glad that they finally made that shift. And from a fantasy perspective, Travis Etienne is probably unattainable now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think we talked about it. That window, we had a window. Yeah. It's, it's not there anymore. Unless you're willing to give up a bag for him, you're not going to be able to go get him. Now, the real question is, is um Michael Carter. What do you think about him now that James Robinson is going over there? Who do you think is the real pickup here? I gotta watch 
a game, you're not going to have an opportunity to. You're going to have to make a, a stab at it. Michael Carter has been in that offense longer. I'm still going to trust him to get the bulk of the work early. They did go out and trade for James Robinson, but I feel like that's more of a protection type. We don't want to run into a situation where Michael Carter gets hurt, and now it's Ty Johnson and no one. They went out there since they're, what, 4-2, and two, right? We're going into week 7? Yeah. Or no, this was week 7. Yeah, this is week 7, so they're 4-2. and two. They're 5-2. and two. They won. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. they're 5-2. and two. So they're probably not wanting a situation where they have to figure out running back later in the year. Me personally, I'm glad that we were able to get a pick for James Robinson. Um, it's tough to see him go because I think that he is a, st- a talented running back and to have two good running backs isn't the worst thing in the world. Look at the Brown situation. I don't see what what's the negative of having both of them, but for Travis and the offense, it makes it a lot more simpler. You yeah. know who's the RB1. Jermichael Hasty will be the backup for us. Um, and out there in the Jets, I have Michael Carter as the RB1 and then James yeah, Robinson think, maybe with a 30% touch rate or something just to give him breathing. I'd say for the first game, yeah. um, from a fantasy perspective, Michael Carter really shouldn't be on waivers. But if he is, he's definitely worth a pickup just to see what he does, especially for the next week, maybe even two weeks. Um, but I think he's worth a pickup in general anyways. Um, he may not be that guy. He may not be able to produce a lot of numbers. But James Robinson did lose his job in Jacksonville. Who's to say that's not going to happen over here in New York? Um, Trey Robinson has gotten hurt in the past, so Michael Carter is still worth a pickup. And also, if you're really, really trying to really desperate, if you can get Michael Carter for pretty cheap, you know, what I mean? maybe it's a good idea to go get him too. Yeah, I have a fun story. Tell me your story. Five days ago, I got out for a trade from Bobby Woods. I might send this clip to Bobby Woods. Okay. Michael Carter straight up for Michael Gallup. He offered me Michael Carter, for Michael Gallup, and I said no. Which, which league is this? Champion of Chumps. I have a lot of running backs in that league. My team's struggling, though. Like, we're 2-5 and five now. Injuries. So, Mike Carter, especially if your team is looking kind of hurt right now, Mike Carter could be a nice addition for the first week. The thing is, I'm not really hurt on the running back, like, set. Receivers like, is where you're struggling at? Quarterback. Justin Herbert's been underperforming. Trey Lance, IR. Matt Ryan, done for the year no longer <laughs> yeah like i have literally you think he's retiring literally no quarterbacks i mean he doesn't have to he collect the bag until they wave him or maybe they try to trade him somewhere else but if i'm here i'm just gonna collect my bag yeah y'all gonna need me eventually y'all might call me up or sam might get hurt ellen sam ellinger i don't know if you know much about him as a player but he runs the ball a little bit more out of texas he played for texas like four years ago three years ago but i don't know if he plays horribly horribly he might get benched, too. You never know. Um, he's dealing with a bit of an injury. Matt Ryan is dealing with a bit of an injury, but they said they would have made this move regardless. So, but yeah. Interesting. That team that I have there is struggling in, in those departments. So it wouldn't really help me, but I'm looking at it now. It would have been a good trade piece to get Michael Carter. It would have been. And then I could ship him right back out the next week because Brees goes down. For it's a, lot, a lot of what-ifs. I mean, I tried taking a shot at Brees Hall. I'm sure a lot of people took a shot at Brees Hall. Before this week. And before he broke out again this week. Don't get it twisted. Um, before the, the ACL injury, which as soon as he went down, even with the tackle not looking crazy, you're like, if it was not contact, it's going to be bad. But broke out for like a 62-yard rushing touchdown. Showed speed, burst, agility. Yeah, I took a stab at him. And, I mean, look at the what-ifs. What if that trade would have been gone through? Because, you know, my Brees Hall isn't, isn't a cheap person to go get. No. So, no. A lot of what-ifs. But... For the Jags going forward, I just want us to close games out, honestly. I just want us to be able to keep leads. I feel like we don't really know how to play from ahead either. 
unless we're like way ahead. Um, and when games are super close, we find ways to lose in those moments. So even even after giving up the lead, we chased them back down one minute, pretty much a one minute drive, got down to the red zone, one yard. Christian Kirk gets tackled on the one yard line, like body to body, and he's fighting for that last yard. Just couldn't get it. Couldn't get it. Time runs out. Yeah. Honestly, I, I want to challenge Trevor Lawrence. You got to win those games, man. You're a first yeah. round pick. Got You got to win it. Second year in, you're that guy now. You know, let's see some more. We can't have well, – how many points did they score? 20. Did they get to the 20s? We got to 20. I think we ended on 20, and they got to, like, 26 or something like that. I'm I can check right. real quick. But it was it was one of the games where I was looking at the score, and I'm like, we're actually – scoring-wise, we're kind of in there. There's a few weeks where we end up with less than 20, but we always find a way to choke it every week. We always fold. So. Yeah. Oh no! Next week coming up, we do have the Denver Broncos at nine thirty in London. Oh, I was gonna say nine thirty. Yeah, early game. We have a London game, um, which we always treat London seventeen. Seventeen. Okay, yeah. So they got to what twenty four? No, twenty three. Yeah, because we had a chance to win with an extra point if we got it down there. Um, but yeah, we face them in London, which is like a next home game for us. I just saw what we played. Don't y'all love that. To, y'all got so what y'all got this week? I got, we got Philly. Ooh, y'all I, had a rough schedule. I remember oh, looking at your bad, schedule man, and it was rough. Bad. So like these this is your gauntlet the last what well starting this week, the last four weeks. Philly, Miami, Tampa, Tampa, and Buffalo. That's these are the last four teams you played. And it doesn't get any easier. No. Because I think we still got the Browns are no joke. You gotta play them twice twice a year. The Ravens are no joke. The Bengals are no joke. Brissett's kind of a joke. But the Browns aren't a joke. You know, be disrespectful. That run defense, that run offense is nuts. Yeah, it's no disrespectful. I heard that they're fielding trades for Cream Hunt. I guess How if did we're he not off, get acquired by the Jets. What was maybe, the asking? Maybe price? they're asking for too much. Or Alexander think, Madison for from Minnesota. Why is he still? Still over there? Yeah. I think the question is now, if, if you're from a fantasy perspective, Kareem Hunt it might be a guy to go get right now. If you're struggling that bad, take a shot. It is the – I think this week is the week of acquiring the backups. So if you could sneak a Madison before the trade deadline, sneak a Kareem Hunt before the trade deadline. A.J. Dillon, he's not a backup. He's not going anywhere, though. They're not trading him. I'm not talking about that. I'm, also, oh, I'm talking yeah. about just from a perspective. Yeah. If you're somebody that – you know, if you're lacking a running back, you might be a good person to try to go make an offer to and hope. You know, I think that there's a good there's a good point out there. If you're struggling, why just sit there? You know, take a shot or two, see what happens, and if it goes in your favor, then your whole team can kind of flip. So we were talking about it earlier. We have somebody else that, you know, she had Brees. Brees is gone. Yeah. Made a deal that gave up another running back. Now you're she's only looking at one running back. Might be a time to see if you can go get AJ Dillon for cheap. Still trying to pick up um, Kareem Hunt or who was it? Alexander Madison to see what happens. Yeah, so. Delvin Cook already dealing with the shoulder thing. That gets any worse, and he becomes a starter out there. You know what the potential is behind mm-hmm. that line, and how and how violently Madison runs. So I don't know. I don't know. You also have Pacheco. We talked. I'm so mad at you, bro. Yeah, we talked. You picked them up, and I was planning on picking you up too. 
Why, what do you, he did nothing. <laughs> like, but I wanted him for the future. Yeah. Because you know, I, I, it was a league that I only had like four running backs. Now they're solid running backs, but I wanted a little bit more depth. And my eye, my eye was on Pacheco. Yeah. So he's gone. I remember Shad White. I wanted him too. Yeah. He gone. So now I'm just like, damn. <laughs> that Chiefs offense is still not running the ball. So they're not, but I think he's worth a, a stash. Yeah, we'll see what what comes of it. I still I still like the way he runs the ball. Who um, yeah. we had in prime time? Let's talk D Hop Saints, Cardinal Saints. Okay. A little bit of beef. I don't know if you saw that. Oh yeah, Kyler getting into Kingsbury it. Kingsbury is out there. Cliff Kingsbury. Um, they win, but it got a lot closer than it needed to be. It ended up being like forty-two to thirty-six, something like that. Yeah, it was a high score. Two pick sixes from the Cardinals. Should not be that close. Shouldn't be that, but I don't know. I've never seen that though. Two pick sixes on back to back drives. No, I'm talking about a quarterback. Oh, like them yelling, getting into it that on national TV. Yeah, not stopping. D Hop is over here having to calm him down. And if you look at at Kingsbury, he's just kind of like, "Damn, I'm gonna lose my job. (laughs) I'm I'm no longer employed." They're gonna they're gonna (laughs) side with Kyler ten out of ten times. Ten out of ten times. So especially the contract. Yeah. So. Kingsbury is out of there. What do you think about um, Kyler yelling at him, though? I don't think he's earned the right to. I don't think so either. Because that's something that no one... I think some people are talking about it, but nobody's really looking at that too much. I think it's... just. Would you yell at your boss? Let's be honest. No, but... Um, no. Yeah. You know, even even if you may want to, at the end of the day, that's your boss. That's, that's still something yeah. that you have to listen to, no matter what. And, you know... It is what it is, and that's life. And you, you just can't do that on live, live television. If you want to talk to him afterwards, or if you want to do something, fine. But uh, there's clearly some beef there. Clearly, they're just not connecting, and that's one of the reasons. And it always it all happened really when that contract happened and the studying and all that kind of stuff. Even last year, they weren't really clicking. But this time, it really seems like it's just – I think Kingsbury's going to be out there. Do you think it's going to be by the end of the season, or do you think it's going to be during the season? The win saved them. If they had lost to the Saints, it was yeah, possible that they would have been out of there. The win does save them. Also, how bad the division is saved them. Um, on team predictions, I had Seattle winning one game for the year. They're currently sitting at 4-3 and three at the top of that division. I don't care what anybody says. They did not see that coming. Um, I saw it coming. Okay. No, I did. You know, Smith, I always said he was the good. Yeah. <laughs> man. What, what, what college did he play for? Ah. Uh, He's legendary too. Like his college mixtape, if you ever like watching highlights. Texas. Wrong. His college mixtape, if you ever like watching highlights. Legendary. Can you give me the comment? He played he played on the team with one of the most electrifying college players of all time, Tavon Austin. Michigan. No. Tavon I'm Austin. I'm glad this is on camera. Tavon Austin. And I, I should know this. I've, how many times have I watched his college highlights? Exactly. West Virginia. There you go. There we go. There, there you go. go. Yeah. Hey, um, he was, was on camera. He was a West Virginia <laughs> boy. Um, and they... I don't care what you say. Nah. Nah, I, was, I thought they there were going to no way. I thought they were going to be the worst team in the league. No, yeah, that's. exactly. So, four and three, there's still an opportunity for the Cardinals to make up some space and, and win the division. Same for the Rams. Um, same for the Niners. So, that, that keeps Cliff's job for now. D-Hop coming back gives him a, a go-to wide receiver, which he looked like D-Hop of old. He looked good. 14 targets for the game. If you were stashing D-Hop, you love what you saw on Thursday night. 
Um, and, and unfortunately for Marquise Brown, Marquise Brown was likely going to be out for a while. Yeah. Um, I know they reported possibly the year. I've also seen some reports that second opinion and second opinion. They're saying that it could be just a month or two. We'll see what happens, but the up is going to be nice. And then D hop with Robbie Anderson and Rondo Moore. I think you'll see um, a lot D-hop of D hop targets. D hop and Rondo Moore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see a ton of DHOP targets. Yeah. And maybe a little Ertz sprinkled in, but... Oh, not, not a little bit. Don't be disrespectful. Why are you being so disrespectful? I mean, not, to the, still legit. not still to the same volume that he was getting before DHOP was there. That's what I'm well. saying. Yeah, like, he was getting, like, maybe eight targets a game before DHOP got back. It's probably going to be, like, four to five. He's going to dial back, but yeah. That's what I mean by spring. I'm not saying he's bad, just the role changes. Do we see James Conner come back to form once he comes back? Or do you like what you saw that, you know, Benjamin Thursday? Yeah, Benjamin looks okay to me. Um, I think James Conner is always going to have that starting job. As long as he's healthy. As long as he's healthy. As long as he's healthy. Yeah, he's having a lot of issues. Um, always something going on with him. But when he's healthy... To me, though, James Conner never really looks that good to me. Does he look good to you? No. Not anymore. Really good to me. I, I think... This is going to sound horrible on camera. I probably shouldn't say that. Just say it. Now you got to say it. When the news when he when he got drafted, it was like a feel good story because he had cancer, and he beat cancer. It just looked so much more electrifying. Like when that story was like early in his career, like oh man, look at how, how much he's doing. Now that's kind of worn off. Like yeah, he beat cancer, but that was like eight years ago. It's like he just looks very mediocre to me now. He's always looked mediocre to me. Even I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, and I, I can know, tell you that but he like mediocre. Even with how mediocre he looked, I was like, dang, that man is doing it. Yeah, don't get and me wrong. He, he runs hard. Cancer. He runs hard. Let, let, me, let me give him some credit. The storyline is what made it shine for me more. Yeah. But I always thought he was kind of mid. Well, I'm, I'm going to give him some credit because he, he does run hard. Yeah. He, he loves contact. Unfortunately, that causes a lot of his downside. But loves contact. He's actually a pretty decent pass catcher. No one really gives him credit for that, to, in my opinion. But he's all right at uh, pass catching. But... He can't stay on the field. So. Do you think he was more durable pre-cancer? Sounds really bad, but do you think it affected his body in a way? I don't know. <laughs> like chemo and stuff like that affects his may, body. May, he's maybe. more prone now. I mean, maybe, but you're looking at a running back that's 27, 28 years old that loves contact. How many 28-year-olds are really staying healthy anyways? At, at, a, running, at a running back position. Todd did, did retired early. Did the cancer maybe have some impact? I'm not a doctor. I don't know, but I'm sure it probably did do something. So, but yeah, he looks okay. I think he's a, you know, red zone, a, t- a touchdown dependent. Doesn't get his touchdowns, he's gonna be a bust for the week. So, should the Cardinals go out and trade for a running back? Imagine Cream Hunt in that offense. That's what I was thinking. Imagine Cream Hunt. Because the thing is, is, Cream Hunt is like the, <laughs> it's the better version of James Cotter. Um, but I think they should if they're really trying to contend. But the thing is, is it really not? Would they really be willing to to spend to go get a, no. a cream hunt? There's one team that should. Casey? He should go back home. He See, yeah, but at the home. same time, like, they already have some They already have they some guys, bro. We talked about they it last don't. week. They got a bunch of mid guys. Kareem is not mid, He's though. not mid, but That's they, do the they thing. need a guy like that? Yes. Do you remember what that offense looked like with him? But why instead of Kareem Hunt, let's go get an elite receiver. Who you really like Juju going for? I, I love Juju. I think he's great. I think he's played really impressive the past couple weeks. But you know how much stuff opens up if you could actually threaten people with the run game? 
that's the problem. Like, the reason why they can't... You could use a lot of play action to make a lot of people look a lot better than they do if you could threaten people with the run game. Especially so, okay, if, so let's say, you're, okay, you're KC, you're the general manager. Yeah. And you have an option. Let's go get an elite receiver or let's get an elite running back. Which one you take? But how much... Okay, so what, what's the elite receiver we're going to go out and acquire? Okay, so let's say... So who's on a sinking ship? So let's say DJ Moore is the receiver. So maybe elite might be a strong word for DJ Moore, but we can say both agree that he's a very solid receiver. Correct. Let's say the running back is Kareem Hunt. They're yeah. both, I'd say, for, for their position, is kind of in that same category. Which one would you rather go obtain? Price-wise, who's more expensive? Uh, let's say that DJ Moore was a is a third-round pick... Uh, and then Kareem Hunt, running backs aren't really getting fourth round pick. You, if you're paying fourth round pick for Kareem Hunt, you're getting taxed I'm just, too. But still, I'm yeah. just saying, if they're something like that, like you got to spend a little bit more for the the receiver, but the running back is. So here's the thing: you you take DJ Moore, you put him on that offense, right? So he is a better route runner than anybody out there, I think. Better athlete than anybody out there, also. But you still have to wait for him to get open. And they're still going to challenge you on defense to run the ball. And if you can't threaten them with the run, it don't matter how good your receivers look. Okay. Right? It's not like you have two Chico's like Miami and then Mostert looking good where you saw it this week against the Steelers in short stints. Even when they wanted to lock up the receivers, there were still 20, 25-yard, 30-yard gains for the receivers because they had to worry about Mostert in the backfield getting 9 or 10 or 12 per carry. If you add DJ Moore to that offense, yeah, it's cool. And he's going to get his five catches probably for like 80 yards. But you're not going to unlock him completely until you have a solid running back in the backfield. That's how I see it. See, I, I see what you're saying. I don't think you're wrong. But I do think that getting an elite receiver, to me, is more important, especially in this game, than it is to get a running back. Because I don't think that what they have is, is that, to that point where it's that bad. Because running back, it's just like San Francisco. Jeff Wilson, to me, looks okay. He looks mid. But in that offense, he looks amazing. That's a scheme thing, though. It is a scheme yeah. thing. But we're looking at Andy Reid on the, in, in Kansas City. He's a great scheme guy. Not so, running the ball, though. If you look at all the times where he's, like, succeeded with a running back, it's been talented running backs. Okay, but yeah. now he has CEH. Obviously, he's not going to look that amazing. Um, who else does he have? Jarek McKinnon. Love him, but he's not that guy. Pacheco's, a, at the end of the day, he's still a seventh rounder for a reason. Yeah. So... They really haven't gotten that running back yet, which I understand why you're saying that. But what I am saying as well is, at the same time, if they, it's a scheme thing, if they have to worry about DJ Moore, it will open up the running game a little bit. And I think he can scheme up some good run plays. I don't know. To me, with Patrick Mahomes, you have Patrick Mahomes as your, as your quarterback. Right. And your number one receiver is Juju. Yes. Love Juju. But you can, you can get a second-rounder running back, the best running back in, in the draft. Maybe next year. Maybe, maybe not the best one. But one of the best running backs to say, you know, in the draft next year. You can you can go. If you're saying that a fourth-rounder for Kareem Hunt is asking for too much, then why not get both? I mean, I thought you were going to kind of make fun of me if I said I wanted both. No. Like, then, in, in, that, in that realm, I am for sure trading for both. Yeah, because then, then why not? Get, if, you get, if you're saying that a fourth-rounder is too much for Kareem Hunt, then why not give up a fifth-rounder for Kareem Hunt? You're a win-now team yeah, anyways. Yeah, i overpay. I would overpay for Kareem Hunt. Fifth rounder? Do you think it's overpaying? No, fourth rounder. I don't. I think fourth rounder isn't even that much of overpaying. Well, compared to what the the NFL market is right now, I get that. But I'm also yeah, and also you're taking on a contract that I think he 
Actually, he didn't get paid this offseason. So James Robinson was was worth what? If I'm not mistaken, a six. That, that could be a conditional. He's going to tour. Who's better, Kareem Hunt or James Robinson? In my opinion, Kareem Hunt. So that to me, fourth rounder isn't overpaying. That might be a little bit more expensive. I would do it in a heartbeat, though. You wouldn't? I would. I was going to say, I would. if I if you could manage like a second or third rounder for DJ Moore and then get fourth rounder for Kareem Hunt and go all in this year, imagine that team. I think it would be solid. I think the line is solid enough, and I think it would be it would be worth it. Is there another receiver that is in the market right now? Chris Godwin. You could go get him from Tampa. His situation's a little bit different because, you know, he's coming off an injury, has to prove himself a little bit. But I will go get Chris Godwin fairly young. Um, I don't know. Well, I really don't know. Allen Robinson, but they're not going to move him. No. Um, I, I can't think. If you could separate the trio in Cincinnati... But you won't be able to, I don't think. I think they all buy in as a group. But if you can go sneak one of those guys out. Yeah, I can't really think of anybody else on the top of my head. Most of the solid receivers are in situations where they don't hate. Minnesota's winning games now. And Justin Jefferson's still fairly young, only in his third season. So you can't really, like, you know, there's still potential that Minnesota will extend him. But if talks come up and he doesn't get extended, his phone's going to be ringing. I guarantee that. Um, I don't know. I was I thinking know. maybe like what Terry McLaurin or something. Terry, yeah, that's a good one. But who'd rather have Terry McLaurin or DJ Moore? I think I'm leaning DJ, especially age wise too. I think DJ's younger. I think DJ's like 25, and I feel like his short game and his mid game are better than Terry's. I think Terry McLaurin's better after the catch, but DJ Moore yeah. by far. Is a great great receiver. I love DJ Moore. Yeah. Receptions guy, good athlete. Not as good after the catch as as somebody like him, but for sure. They did get a dub this week, which I want to make fun of Chris a little bit. Sorry, Chris. Chris gave me five picks that were locks of the week this week. That were locks. Locks. Can't miss. Can't miss. Patriots to beat the Bears. Very much okay, but lock. you can see that. Yeah, very much not like this was the last lock. So this is what makes it funny because you went zero for four before <laughs> this one, and okay. I and I and I almost texted like if there's ever a time to put the house on this last one missing, especially with Bears being like underdogs, it's this time because Chris is cold as crap this week. He had Atlanta plus six and a half against the Bengals, so Atlanta had to keep it within a touchdown. They lost thirty-five to seventeen, so he whiffed on that one. I don't like that at all. Had Packers as a lock over the Commanders. I don't like that. Didn't either. happen. Commanders won. Had Buccaneers as a lock over the Panthers. Everybody okay. in Vegas okay, had that, that one. Too. That one was like negative 1,000. Yeah. The Panthers pulled it out handily, which brings me back to this point. What is going on in Tampa Bay? What's going on with the Tom Brady? I mean, Tom Brady led the lady problem. Buccaneers. I think he's just. It's surprising to say this about Tom Brady, but I think he's just distracted. Really? I think he is. I mean, everyone everyone has the memes going on that Tom Brady don't care. This man really is about to lose his family. He you don't think he's thinking about it? You don't You don't think that this isn't a thing that he goes into practice? Not enough if this and man in, decided he's not going to retire. <laughs> well, still, he's, he's still, and what people aren't thinking about, he still has a decision to make. Yeah. Right now. So, and I understand, like, the decision may seem easy for me and you to decide, but... It's finish out this year and see what happens or kind of go back to my family. I know everyone's going to be like, go back to your family. But 
you got to remember the media, the teams, your your teammates that you you told that you would come back for. And I get and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's right. And that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that he's right. But what I am saying is it's a tough decision. And he's in this situation where he doesn't know what to do. And I'm sure it's distracting him. I'm sure it's something that he's having to deal with every day. And it's getting to that point where it's getting to his game. He's looked awful. He had the right decision made in the offseason. You know, it, it is what it is. He it wanted is. to come back. If you and your wife discuss, which I'm not in their room or like, their household and hear how they discuss these things. But if you are married and you guys come to an agreement that this is what I'm going to do, you have stuck by me through 20 years of football, right? The ups and the downs, the the short seasons that I spend with y'all, right? The team is technically his family. He's with the team more than he is with his family, if you think about it. Yeah. Right? And I finally made it to the ripe age of, what, 45? Six Super Bowls? Is that what he has? No, seven. Seven. My bad. Yeah. Seven Super Bowls. Top of the mountain as a quarterback. Yep. Top of the mountain um, from a single per, uh, single player achievement stance. I think he might have one record he might be chasing still. But pretty much the top of the mountain there. Top of the mountain team achievement. Right? Heralded as the GOAT. And there's not really much like argument anymore. Yeah. Why? Like, I understand there's still a drive to compete. But you have to sacrifice at some point. And maybe his family just feels like, or his wife just feels like, you don't you don't see the bigger picture. And, I mean, I agree with you. And if they spoke about it and they had a conversation and that's what they agreed on and Tom Brady decided to change last minute, that's on Tom Brady. I mean, this whole thing is on, on Tom Brady at all. It's not his family's fault. It's not his team's fault. Nothing like that. It's Tom Brady. And now he's in the situation where it wasn't really worth it. Because now you, you're you not playing well because you're probably thinking about it. You're and probably, the offensive line is not the same offensive line that brought him to the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's not like Mint's words. It's not just like it's just mental distractions. He doesn't have the same offensive line. And for a quarterback that depends heavily on protection. I agree. Yeah, yeah. so it is that. And also, to be fair, there was some receiving um, health issues. I think at one game he didn't have anybody. He just had... Um, Rashad Perryman and Gage. Russell Gage. Which actually no, Perryman was hurt that week too. It was so, Russell Gage and Jalen Darden and Yeah. So Randles. to be fair, it's it's not fully on him, but I will say that I'm sure the distractions are getting to him. The media's on him, his wife. Who knows? And I think that's probably what it is. So I don't know. What do you do as Tom Brady right now? I say this that is what's going on. You, you know? gotta you gotta write it out. Did you hear a statement? It's like going to war. When you leave your family, like when you're in the NFL season, it's like leaving and getting deployed. That's what he said. I wouldn't go for those words necessarily. But people have been memeing him like crazy over that I didn't hear that. Um, But for Tom, you kind of have to ride the year right now. You can't kind of go back on your word, especially with a lot of things circulating, saying that you kind of wanted to come back and play for Miami. You had a deal with that owner. For you to play quarterback, which would lead into a minority ownership role eventually. And then Sean Payton was supposed to leave New Orleans to come coach Miami. Like, with all of that circulating, you kind of have to ride the year out with Tampa, finish it up, hang it up. I think that he should hang it up after this year. But I agree. I agree. I don't know. I don't know if you remember the arguments last year where everybody's like, oh, especially for fantasy, which kind of rides over into regular football. Why worry about young quarterbacks when... 
aging quarterbacks are playing so well later in their years. Just kind of ride out the kind of older guys. The Aaron Rodgers, the Matt Stafford winning the Super Bowl last year, the Russell Wilsons, the Tom Brady. None of them are playing well this year. None of them. What's going on with aging quarterbacks? Is it just the same thing we were talking about last week where the offensive lines have been a lot worse than they have been in prior years and it's kind of exposing these older quarterbacks that can't be mobile and kind of make their way out of the pocket? I think this is kind of an outlier year. So you have Tom Brady with the worst line. Um, his weapons are unhealthy. He has drama going outside of, outside of football. You have Aaron Rodgers over in Green Bay, loses the number one receiver, doesn't have really anybody to throw the ball to. I mean, his best receiver is Alan Lazard. The Alan Lazard is the definition, in my mind, of, of mid. So he's not doing that well. Russell Wilson's in a new team, um, bad head coach. Uh, receivers really aren't getting that open. I think it's just an outlier. Matt Ryan, he's just old as hell. You know, Matt Ryan should have been. Yeah, he kind he of just repeated what he was doing in Atlanta. And then yeah. Matthew Stafford hasn't looked great either. And then he had the, and the Matthew Stafford had the elbow, elbow issues. And all and else, all, besides Cooper Cup, who else? You know, I know Allen Robinson. That's right. NPC. You know, I'm not. <laughs> no, man. I'm not right. hearing that. So I think this is kind of an outlier year. And I don't, I don't want to look into it too much when it comes to aging quarterbacks. Um, there's a lot of things going on this year with a lot of quarterbacks, and we'll see. But the thing is, is how many years do we have left to see of this? Because Aaron Rodgers might hang it up after this year. Tom Brady might hang it up after this year. Matthew Stafford, how old is he? I know he's not, he's not going to be after this year type, but two or three it's years. It's leaning soon, yeah. Yeah, two or three years. I mean, Matt Ryan might already be done. Who else is still kicking it? Uh, Russell Wilson is still actually relatively youngish for a quarterback he's what 33 34 so he can realistically play for another five yeah. four or five years especially the way he takes care of his body and the contract um, that he signed yeah so besides that who else is out here still kicking it that's that's it right it. everybody else has shifted to the youthful quarterback yeah so i mean if, if you're tampa if you're green bay i mean green bay i guess has their their guy waiting if you believe they're in, not confident if you believe in him they're not confident <laughs> um so if you're dumb, you, it, it's it's the time to start looking. Start looking, you know. And I think for somebody like Tampa, they could be a good uh, even Green Bay. But I think Tampa even more is a good spot for a trade. I don't know who would want to go there, but you mean for a quarterback? For a quarterback? For real? After this year, they have the weapons. They have the defense. They're a one now team. I feel like a couple of these weapons will be gone. And they could do that. I think either a they got to trade for a quarterback, or b you got to just you know. Jump ship. You gotta Lamar. You gotta sell. Lamar could Lamar. get him could end up getting moved. Oh Lamar. He didn't sign this season. Imagine Lamar in Tampa. That'd be crazy. Imagine Lamar with if Godwin stays, Godwin and Mike Evans, after having to throw to James Prochet and Devin Duvernay. Bateman, Bateman. When he's healthy, right? Imagine Mark, upgrading. Mark Andrews. Yeah, we love Mark Andrews, right? Oh, we do. We, we love, love Mark Andrews. We love Andrews. But we love Mark. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Lenny, if he stays, which I feel like if Lamar comes, he would stay. Rashad White, White, White still a good talent to running back. Yeah. That defense is elite. That'd be a, that'd be a nasty team. It'd be serious. But the thing is, is their offense isn't really built like Baltimore's. That's something that people haven't really thought about. Baltimore yeah. has made their scheme about Lamar Jackson. This is true. He looks good, not because it's just the scheme, but because he is also good. But So if he was to go over to Tampa, I wouldn't expect, you know, 
The yeah. offense changes completely, though, because nobody plays like Tom Brady. So whoever you bring in there, you can't expect to just drop them in that scheme and be like, okay, play like a guy with 19 years of NFL film up here. Yeah. That's seen every coverage, that's seen every look, every hidden defense, right? Play like that guy as rookie or sophomore or even Lamar's standard, right? But that's a huge switch. Yeah. So, But, I mean, regardless, it doesn't matter. They could get somebody that knows the offense pretty well or knows the type of um, offense that Lamar likes to run, and I'm sure they could figure it out. It may be some growing pains, but Lamar is young. He could be there for a little bit. So, who knows? I think that'd be a good spot. But, like I said, either A, they have to trade for a quarterback or get a quarterback, or B, they should just go ahead and get rid of Godwin. Get rid of, see if you can sell Lenny. See if you can... Move some pieces, start over a little bit. Who is who's their backup is right Tom now? Tom still in there? No, I'm talking about next year. Oh, I think right now they should start thinking about it though. Um, Blaine Gabbert, I think, is a backup. Oh. Yeah, and then I, past Blaine Gabbert is Kyle Trask. No, so to me, I'm sure they're already thinking about it, but this is definitely time to think and start planning, see what you can do. I'm sure they might be making some phone calls about if God. They have a pick. Hmm? They should go get a pick. I'm sure they're thinking. Probably sell Godwin for like a first round pick. Or they could sneak a fourth rounder quarterback, kind of take a flyer on one of these guys that aren't highly touted coming out of college. You know, people who have probably slipped down the college ranks. Maybe a Spencer Rattler. He sucks. If you, think, if you think he's the answer, then nah. Then you might well you might as well just Ask Tom Brady to come back next year. Yeah, for real, so, bro. Um, but no, I mean, Tampa's definitely in a weird situation. We're going to see how they handle it because Tom Brady is somebody that the chances of him coming back next year, in my opinion, are very slim. And even if he does come back, how is he going to look then? How old is he going to be, like 46, 47? Yeah. Come on. like There has to be a stop at it at some point. So We linked Lamar to Tampa, which is hilarious because these two play on Thursday Night Football. They do. Huge Thursday night football game. Probably this one, one the better. should be fun to watch. Even last though both teams have been underperforming pretty severely. Which, yep. like you are about to say, last week was solid. It was a solid game to watch. Yeah. Um, but this is definitely a good one to watch. One to, worth tuning into. Yeah. Um, I'm going to watch it. And I, this is also a game that I would like to put some, some prize picks on. Yeah. Um, possibly. Which I don't know what lines they have right now. But we I can, have to check. We can go ahead and take this moment. <laughs> now to look. Now to look. Now I'm trying to think. Give me a prediction. Give me a line that you think. I, I like which Tampa from, receivers. From a betting standpoint, they have Baltimore favored by one and a half points. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. It's in Tampa. I am feeling the underdog on this one. See, this is what we were talking about. You try to be too sweet. No, no, no. I'm talking it's like too cute. That's betting my actual money on it. It's in Tampa with that Tampa defense. Revenge game. Um. Yeah, I think. I but think, the thing yeah. is, they're both they're both due for a revenge game. Yeah, but this is in Tampa. I think they're at a disadvantage having to come down here. Do you want this to be our, our pick of the week? Yeah, because I'm kind of I'm kind of leaning. I'll go Tampa, which I think I've only gotten. No, I haven't gotten any this year against you, have I? No, I think I'm taking straight dub. Though. Yeah, straight Ws. But okay, so here's the here's the preliminary one. This is Tuesday as of recording. Lamar over 205 passing yards. Not really feeling that. No. Um, Tom Brady over 280. Low key. Feeling that. I like that because there's not many great secondary people for um, for Baltimore. Rushing yards. Lamar over 60 and a half. How much? Over 60 and a half. 
So 61 rushing yards. Don't, I don't love it. I wouldn't put money on it, but I could see it just because the Baltimore running backs may not have any success. They're not going to, so I think he's going to pull and just kind of hit the outside. He's going to have to do that, but I, I don't love it. I they have Gus Edwards at 48.5. They have Lenny at 51.5. It's enticing. Really? I don't like it. The Ravens run defense? I like more the uh, the receivers for uh, Tampa. Okay. What's Mike Evans and Chris Crowder looking at? Mike Evans is at 67 and a half, which yeah. I feel like is quite low, but I did. I hit his last week, too. Um, 67 and a half. Mike Evans has hit that three out of five games this year. Okay. So, not a bad one. Uh, Leonard Fournette, 29 and a half receiving. Nah, not feeling it. Where's, where's, where's God? 70 and a half. So, okay, I'm leaving to Mike Evans already. I'm leaving to Mike Evans over. I'm leaning to Tom Brady over. What about receptions? What's uh, God been looking at receptions? Godwin receptions. Oh, they don't have it posted yet. Because that's something I'd be interested in. If his lines yeah. are like six, really? Chris Godwin, I kind of like that. Yeah, Godwin, they don't have the reception. God, Godwin is a, is, a, is a reception kind of guy. I don't hate that. When those drop, hopefully we'll check that out. But yeah, they don't have it right now. But on on the um, the Baltimore side of things, if Mark Andrews is healthy, I know he's questionable. I don't think it's anything serious. They don't have any lines for him either. Or Bateman. Are they worried about injuries? Is that what's going on? That's another reason I'm feeling I'm feeling Tampa. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Can we agree? No. What? Hold up. If Mark Andrews and Bateman is gone, who is what? I didn't know that. Hold on, let me it's look. Not happening. What? How is that fair? This is a this is a thing. If you put a bet in on a sports book, and then you go back, but and we're talking. Like, oh snap! But we're talking right now. You just you agreed to the bet. You yeah, because I thought Mark Andrews was going to put play. your bet in on the sports book. You can't. I thought Baby was going to play too. You can't go in now and be like, oh, now that I've thought about it, can I get my money? No, because I know that the their best receiver, two of their best receivers, is now now. It's not my problem. You a whole asshole, bro. A little <laughs> bit. Hey, I paid hey, you desperate for a win. I hey. paid you $30 this year. <laughs> 30 this Has it really been that? NFL weeks, and I have lost every single one. All right. Okay, to we, get one back. Okay, we can do this one. And you know what's sad? One. If he wins without <laughs> Mark, Mark Andrews, Andrews and Bateman, then I'm done. I'm not putting any more bets. If the Tampa Bay... <laughs> I mean, it's funny because Tampa lost to P.J. Walker last week. <laughs> so... Is it really unheard of that Lamar can ball out in Tampa? Probably not, but Probably still. If, if there's no Mark Andrews or uh, Bateman, I'm liking uh, Lamar's over on rushing. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be I'm running for his life. <laughs> I'm going to like that one a little bit more. <laughs> I'm going with it regardless because I still feel like even if those boys are there on a short week, it won't be it won't be 100%. And Lamar himself's dealing with like little injuries too. He's had little nagging stuff. <laughs> yes. I don't think he's gonna. I swear to God, if Tyler Huntley is starting. I swear to God, if Tyler, I mean, it's Lamar Light. So okay, it's still the it's, Walmart version of him. It's Lamar Light. Yeah, great. Bat- you didn't even see that video when when I was ranking the rosters on the back of Tyler Huntley. I just had great value, and then number eight over his picture. Yeah, he's just Lamar. He's just the great value. He's just Lamar. But well, I, I, you know, I'll stick with it because I do like it, even if Mark Andrews is limited and Bateman is out. It is what it is. I, I, I believe in that boy. I think Tom Brady. That man got too many issues going on right now. He got too many issues. I, I'm banking on that a little bit. They just looking kind of poor. I'm kind of feeling the under. What what is the what is the the point score they think they're gonna have? I'm feeling the under pretty heavily. Because I don't we'll say think, that because we want to see a good, good Thursday. We do, but I don't think we're going to. 
Right now they have that line at uh, actually 45. So 45 combined points between both teams. Seems a bit high. Seems a bit high. I think I think I like Lamar over on rushing, especially if Andrews is, is out. Just just Andrews out. Even if Bateman is playing or vice versa. If one of them are out, I like Lamar over on rushing. I like uh, Mike Evans over on, on receiving yards. Okay. Um, I'm interested in Chris Godden's um, receptions. And I'm intrigued about Tom Brady's. Um, and I like it. I'm just now realizing I'm picking a lot of Bucks players. Yeah, when you pick the um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you think, you think Tom Brady's going to throw for 300 yards and lose is what you're telling me. It's happened before. This is true, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm realizing it's kind of stupid. But... <laughs> But I was just about to say, like, but regardless, I I do I do like those lines, and if and that's that's more money than five dollars, so that's a fact. So what's the what's the teal and steel? We've only done one teal and steel parlay, two picks. It hit. Matt played it. I didn't. Um, he hit. I didn't. So I be hitting a lot. Yeah, I be hitting a lot. <laughs> and he don't give you all picks, but he he finally stepped up this week. He I'm trying, bro. Hey, I, I don't condone betting though. No, 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 no. I'm no. only doing this stuff because I, I got winnings and I can play with it. That's Save your it. bread. That's it. Save your bread. But which I be losing, but I've won overall. I ain't gonna show, but I've won overall. Anyway, Mike Evans over sixty-seven and a half. That's a lock. Is are you feeling that? Because I'm feeling that. I like that. Lamar over sixty and a half rushing. If his receivers are out, yeah. But if not, you're not feeling that. If Mark Andrews is playing, I may not be feeling that. 60 is a lot. No, you know what? I'm locking in. I was about to say, I'm how many times in. has he gone over that this year? I'm locking in. You're locking in? Locking in. I, like I got to see how many times he's gone over that this I year. Like Let's see. Because then I can be able to run the ball. Ooh, so he's gone over it on three out of five games. And on October 23rd, he had 59. So pretty much like four out of five. And then on October 9th, he had 58. Okay. That is so close. So close. Yeah, I, I like Lamar rushing over. We'll, yeah. we'll, do, we'll go ahead and do that. Um, Lamar rushing over, Mike Evans. I'm really intrigued about Chris Godwin's receptions. I would keep an eye on Chris Godwin's. Okay, so if it's um, five and a half. Oh. Okay. Five and a half. Uh, if it's five and a half or six, hammer it. It's a gamble. Is that your gamble, Hammer? Five and a half. Okay. So, what's the number it has to be for you not to lock it in? Um, I'd say if it's seven. I think it's going to be five and a half or six. So, you added that to the mix. Oh yeah, if it's there, I'm lock- locked in. Okay. Locked in. So, Chris Godwin over five and a half or six, if that's the line. Mike Evans over sixty-seven and a half receiving yards, and Lamar over sixty and a half rushing. And I think if you're trying to play it super safe, Chris Godwin's uh, receptions, I think is a lock. And I think that, which what's the other one that you think you really like? That's a lock. That's a lock to you. Like, is it Mike Evans or is it Lamar? I was feeling Mike Evans, but Lamar rushing, I feel like is a lock to me. Okay. On the short week, that's okay. that defense. You got to challenge that defense with an extra player. I feel like he knows that he has to do that because the rushing defense is. Stupid. Like, your running backs are not really going to get... To open things up for your running backs, you're going to have to threaten them that you'll pull it and go. So he's going to have to pull it a few times and go I wonder um, for them to kind of open stuff up. I wonder where Kenyon Drake's um, rushing yards is at. 
they don't have him up there because Gus is now. Because I was wondering one. if they 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 threw like a twenty in there for him. I'd have been if like under. <laughs> yeah, if they did, I'd go under. I'd go under because I didn't know if they would do something like that. It 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 might if <coughs> Andrews officially gets marked out and Bateman's officially marked out, they'll sprinkle in like a Drake. Because they expect more usage, probably they'll probably put a Drake rushing yard in there. I mean, a Drake rushing line and a Drake receiving line in there. Um, and then you'll have a Devin Duvernay line, which I don't know, man. People like him, but I don't know if I can ever. I mean, I right. Devin Duvernay. Yeah, I. Yeah, I think I'm gonna pass on Devin Duvernay. If you're, if you're putting money in, if you if you're telling me you're putting money in the name you say is Devin Duvernay, I'm not about it. I'm not yeah. about it. Test Campbell balled out this week. He did. Look at the camera and apologize. Glad you had a good week. You're still trash. No, I apologize. Ain't no apologies. You talk, you're allowed to have you, one week. You talk. It's not just one week. It's back to back weeks now. The back to back weeks. It's not. You're being excessive. He had what three catches for seventy yards and a touchdown. That's a bad week. That's an okay week. That's, that's a, a that's like a sixty yard touchdown. What? Because you said three catches for seventy yards, so one of those had to be a really big, a really big catch. And it was like a twenty yard, a fifteen. So yard they're all like mid, 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 uh, yeah. mid passes. Yeah. Still, that's a great week. What are you talking? Yeah, this about? week was a solid week, though. And good, he, good week, good week last week. Great week this week. Paris Campbell, I'm proud of you. Actually, Prove these haters wrong. Prove him wrong. Right? He's hating. He's talking all this energy. He's talking spicy. I believe in you. I may not pick you up on waivers, but I believe in you. You believe in him, but you don't pick him up on waivers? I'm not picking him up I think he'll play well with Sam Ellinger, actually. I feel like they've probably gotten a lot of work seeing that he was, like, the wide receiver three on this team at one point. So, they probably worked a lot in practice. Yeah. So, that could be something, you know, but I'm staying away from that. Um, Jags play Denver in London. That's their second home. Actually, at one point, it was rumored we were going to get moved to London. That would suck a lot for every I think, NFL team. I think uh, I think Denver wins that. I don't. I think Denver wins. I think we bounce back. I think we caused Denver to blow it up. Reports have come out that they'll trade their leading pass rusher Bradley Chubb if they lose to us this week. They'll blow the whole thing up. Trade him for what though? Leading pass rusher. They could trade him to a competitor for like a pick. I don't know. I don't know what type of pick. They have the pieces though. It won't be your first. I thought so. Uh, they clearly don't, I guess. they just giving up. <laughs> if they're going to give up, they just need to go ahead and get rid of the uh, hacking. Yeah, they should just quit. That, fire that dude. He's not going to get They'll get Brian Flores. They could. They could. Nah, well, why am I talking about yeah, that? No, 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 Let's keep him. Let's keep him. I'm just playing. He's not for sale. But you get to play the Eagles, which we can tell you how that goes in terms of... Watch us. Watch us. I was about to say, like... They're a tough team to play. When I say we can tell you how that goes, we played them. We played them pretty competitively in a, in a rainstorm, though, but tough team to play. So I'm interested to see how your team does against. I think this is one of the first interactions where we get to see how Pittsburgh does against a team that the Jacksonville Jaguars played against. That would be a good talking point next week. Obviously, it's a different week and different it's, it's a tough circumstances, but I want to see how you guys face up against that offense. It's going to be a tough week, but you know I'm going to be happy either way because I'm a big Steelers fan, but I'm also a really big Jalen Hurts fan. So if, if the Steelers lose and Jalen Hurts balls out, I'm going to cry a little bit, but... I'll, I was about to say, you I'll, can't I'll, just I'll make it all, ooh, I win either way. No, I'll, I'll, I'll cry a little bit, but I'll, I'll be feeling a little better. It's better than me like losing to the Jags or something, so... Uh, we we don't play all this year. I hope we did. I, I really put a ten on it. I put a fifteen on it. 
We don't play all this year. We play lots more. Hey, we'll catch you in the, uh, we'll catch you in the Super Bowl. We, huh? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm Madden Sim. <laughs> Madden you put a Sim in? Or NFL Pro Era on the, the Switch with you at quarterback? And you played it. How'd you like it? It's fun. I'm for the cop. I like it a lot, actually. Did you get the Creed game yet? On your roommate stuff? No? No. No? Should be a Christmas gift. You should get like Creed or something. Creed game. Creed look I'm only like I never really like boxing game. Alright. Like, like even um in uh Wii Sports. That boxing? one sucked compared to this one. Compared to this one. That's what I said. Compared to this it's one. Is that good? It's, yeah, it's better. You gotta actually turn your hand over a little bit for the types of punches and it actually gets a little workout going. Alright, maybe maybe. How much how much is it? Twenty five or thirty? This man's hitting price hey man, picks I, every week. Man, a little I just got me a P- I pre-ordered a PS5 with the Call of Duty. I also got to. I'm also get. I gotta get God of War Ragnarok. That has to happen. Whenever the Harry Potter game comes out, that has to happen. Man, I don't know if I can throw in a Creed game right now. Just don't know if that. Can this make, man is balling. Don't know if I can. That can make the cut. I'm wondering if I should get Guac when I go to Chipotle. And this man's talking about three sixty dollar games. Three sixty dollar games. Yeah. 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 You just counted them out. Well, they're all they're kind of spread out, so it's like every two weeks, maybe. <laughs> I don't even know when the Harry Potter game is coming out. <laughs> I think it's the same set by the end of the year, hey. but they haven't released a date. Hey, I don't, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say to that. I wish y'all luck on y'all endeavors this week against the Eagles. Hopefully, we get to stop by the Broncos in London. I don't know if I get to watch the game. I have to check my schedule, but it should be a fun week. It would be. I'd like to thank y'all for tuning into this episode of Teal and Steel, episode seven. Hopefully, you guys are tuning into this. The last few videos have been kind of going crazy. You've been checking it, right? Nah, yeah. you haven't been checking it. Yeah. Nah, you haven't. What's what's what videos am I talking about? I'm talking about um, highlights number five. Okay, so <laughs> we're officially up to I think 130 subscribers now. We've, hey, we've gotten like 25 subscribers in the last week and a half. Okay. Yeah, okay. We're making some progress. We did a couple UFC videos, some UFC content, some original stuff. We haven't done anything like that. A little bit of like storytelling promo type stuff. 5K views off two videos for those. Ooh. Yeah, me and me and Otto did her thing. Me and Otto did her thing on that one. Shout out Otto. It's like his return to the channel. He did good. He did good. His videos on like 1.6, I think. I think mine's on like 2.6. So we were putting, putting a little bit of work. Gained some subscribers. What do I so, got to do to get 1.6? What do I got to do if you got, If you guys are tuning in <laughs> from that, which usually the UFC people don't tune in from that. Welcome. Hopefully we could put y'all on to some football content as well, some long-form content. But if not, we have some more of the UFC stuff coming too. So just be patient with us. Don't unsubscribe. All right. Until next time, Teal and Steel Parlay of the Week. Over 67.5 on Mike Evans. Over 60.5 rushing for Lamar. Pay attention to those Chris Godwin receptions. And we're out. Peace. Peace. I think I'm playing, right? I think that's a lot. I don't think you're playing. I actually like that a lot. I just haven't.